Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, welcome everyone to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove. Um, I just want to remind everybody before we get into uh, this uh, very cool episode that's, uh, that we got on the books here, that uh, if you have a story that you'd like to share with us, um, be like our guest today and send me an email because this is, this is, how, this is how she got on the, she got on the show. She uh, went to the from the shadows podcast.com, hit the contact button and sent me an email. So you could do it that way, or you can find us at from the shadows podcast on Facebook or our forum page on Facebook called after the shadows, or you can find me at Shane Grove author on Instagram uh, or our from the shadows podcast, Instagram page. All those ways are a good way to, to, to get our attention and uh, send us a message um, we like them all, and especially like it when we hear from our listeners, and especially listeners with stories to share. And that leads us to someone from uh, from the Buckeye State here in our backyard. Uh, <clears throat> Megan, welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. Hi, thank you. <laughs> hey, so <laughs> so so Megan, I mean, um, I'm just going to tell everybody up front. I thought you were just going to have just a rum-dum, run-of-the-mill Bigfoot story, and that was going to be it. And then I talked to you today, and it's like, holy smokes, 
you were holding out on me when you sent an email <laughs> and, and we started uh we started undoing un layers of the onion and there's just all kinds of goodies i think we're going to talk about tonight oh, so trust me that email like i had to cut it off <laughs> okay. I, like i kept going i'm like okay this is way too long i'm getting way too into this <laughs> <laughs> well well let's um so let's just start off. Let's let's get into what you emailed us about and and tell us like where you're at in Ohio within reason. You know, don't want to give give everything away. You don't have to, but just uh, kind of set up the story for us and and kind of tell us what happened and and you know, <clears throat> let's go. Okay, um, I live in like Butler County area, close to Preble County. Um, so it's like Southwest Ohio <clears throat> and I started with Bigfoot with, um, the legend of Boggy Creek. <laughs> uh, I think I still have it on VHS down in my basement, but we used to, me and my brother used to watch it all the time at my grandma's and I just was fascinated with it. So, and then, you know, growing up, I would always watch like Bigfoot shows and everything. I mean, I never really... I always thought of them being though like out west or you know um washington like that area so i never imagined really like them being in ohio <clears throat> and it was about i had moved into my grandmother's house when my daughter was a year old and she's 13 now so me and her father lived there for about a year well we were out in the woods um, a couple times, and he had, you know, knocked on a tree, and we, I mean, I we thought we heard knocking back, but, you know, I kind of just blew it off, like, and eh, it's probably, you know, someone else out here, or um, I for sure didn't think it was Bigfoot, <laughs> so um, it was about maybe two years later, he had moved out and I had worked three to 11. So I remember getting off work that night and as I'm driving home, it was like fall time. Like I didn't really need a jacket. Like the moon was so bright out. You could see like, just, I mean, I didn't even need a flashlight um, to take the dog out. So when I got home, um, now where I live is like, there's only about, I think six or seven houses up on my on that street and it I'm pretty close to like the great Miami River I can actually see it from from like my front porch and then behind our house like is nothing but like woods so I get home and I go inside grab my dog put him on a leash and my dog is a Catahoula leopard so he was over 90 pounds um wasn't really afraid of anything extremely protective over me and I take him out and we're walking down the driveway to the road now across from my house there is a barn that I think was probably built in like the 30s so we get to where we're in front of the barn and it's like this just I've never felt fear like that ever in my life. Like the fear just came over me and my dog. And he was like, 
whining and jumping and literally like trying to pull me back to the house. Like I've never seen him act like that ever. And, and I really just can't like, I mean, the fear that I was like, it just came out of nowhere. And I, I look up and like my dog, I mean, like I can see that he's looking at something as he's whining and trying to pull me back. Um, I look up and like kind of right in front next to that barn, I see something just huge. Like it's like kneeling down, like almost like it's eating something. And I know it wasn't a human. I know, you know, it, it was too big. It was hairy. And like I said, like the night, it was so bright out that night. So, you know, on a normal night, I wouldn't have been able to see anything out there, but like that night was just so bright out and immediately, like when I looked at it, it was just even more fear came over me and my dog literally like we, I turned around and was literally running back to my house. I didn't turn back around. I, it, like, I didn't think I was going to get to the house fast enough and um, like my heart's racing just now thinking about it. <laughs> so we get into the house and I lock the door. I turn the lights out. Like me and my dog go straight to my bedroom, lock my bedroom door. I, I didn't like the curtains were closed. I turned the bedroom light off. I sat on my bed with my dog, like he's shaking and I'm like in the fetal position. Like, Oh my God, what is that out there? And it just, I mean, I finally went to sleep that night, um, and it was just, I, I don't know, the next day when I woke up, it was like, I knew for a fact that it was, it had to have been Bigfoot. There was no other, I mean, nothing else it could have been. And it just, like, I, my dog is what, you know, like, I had, and you know, I just, we just had to have him put down. Um, he was 13. He had a bunch of medical issues, but you know, his entire life that I had him, I never have ever seen him act like that ever, except for that time. And it was just, I, I don't even know. So that's, um, so, so the fear, I mean, I can tell you're, uh, I can tell you're still kind of shook up about, about it. Yeah. It... <laughs> so, so to go back, so you never, so you never saw the thing stand up. It just was still crouched. It, yeah. Like it was, I, what I was assuming it was doing was like, it had some, like it had killed something and it was like, or it was killing something, but like, it was like picking something up and putting it in its mouth. And like, I, I want to say that it was, it had, it turned to look at me, but before I could even make eye contact with it, I like my dog literally was, I mean, about dragging me back to the house. Wow. So did the, did your dog, I mean, did your dog start to growl or anything or did it just. No, he was just, I mean, scared to death. Like it, you know, like when I, when I told you like, you know, a couple weeks prior to that, um, we had that, I'm assuming it was a coyote. It was a gigantic coyote. It was bigger than my dog. Um, 
and it had it was all black fur on it. It didn't have, you know, it wasn't like the normal. It didn't look like a normal brown furred coyote. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had walked up. It was nighttime out, and I was walking him. It just walked up right up on us. Like it wasn't growling. It wasn't um, trying to attack. It was like almost trying to like lure lure my dog um, away with it. But like, and you know, my dog wasn't scared. He he started growling at it. Um, and really, like, my dog would growl at anything. He, I mean, he barked at my husband every single day when he got home from work. Like, he'd never seen him before a day in his life. <laughs> but it was, I think, like, the, like, I was already afraid. But then seeing my dog, like, whining and just, I mean, he was jumping in the air to where, like, you know, we're, like, eye level like trying to get my attention and just pulling at the leash and whining and it, he scared me even more. So it's almost like he didn't want to make any noise and alert the whatever right. it was. Yeah. Now, now is there a chance that what that was you saw was it that big black wolf, you know? Oh no, no, no. Because this okay. thing, like I could tell that it was um like that thing when it walked up on us, it walked on like all fours. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I assumed it was like a Blackford coyote, and then when I realized like they aren't in Ohio, um, but they're really. bigger than a Not regular really. coyote. Yeah. So and I'm like, well, this is really odd. But I mean, I you know I've seen we've seen coyotes out here numerous times. I've never seen one uh, bigger than my dog. You know what I mean? Like close maybe but this thing was just massive and but the thing that was out there by the barn and like I said it was so light out that night that I could see like it's like I could see the entire body of it I could see the arms and the legs and the head and whatever it was eating um because it was like down on one knee and it had one leg like kind of propped up and it was pulling apart whatever it had so, so do you think it even knew you guys were out there? I don't know. Because, like, I mean, my dog didn't really make much noise, and I didn't make it. Like, you know, we'd walked, like, through the grass, and it could have maybe, you know, it might have come out of the woods because, the like, it wasn't too far from the tree line. So, like, you know, it could have came out of the woods chasing whatever it had and bent down right there to, like, start, like, eating it when we kind of walked, you know what I mean? Like we kind of met mm-hmm. at the same like time almost. Now, now how far, how far do you think you were away from that? Uh, probably, I don't know. Uh, 20 yards maybe. I don't, I'm not really good with like distance wise. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, and I asked that because um, here's what I find uh, interesting when I hear other like Bigfoot accounts and other creature accounts is when somebody says, I was like uh, 400 yards away. And I'm sitting there thinking 400 yards away, I couldn't even, I couldn't see anything at 400 right, yards yeah. away, you know, and I, and I try that when I'm, uh, when I'm out on the mail route, okay, I'll like look at a distance 
to mm-hmm. see like um there's a part of my mail route where there's um a railroad track uh, a couple like a crossing a couple blocks away and i'll stand there sometimes and just look down the street and think okay if someone was eight or nine foot tall what would it look like that far away against a rare you know because if you, you know, my frame of reference would be like the railroad crossing and i'm right. like so i try to put myself into some of the some of the uh eyewitnesses uh shoes and say man okay how how would you you know how would you judge that distance unless you actually went out and unless you were a hunter i mean a hunter mm-hmm. would obviously have a much better uh um grasp on distance just from you know um lining up a, a shot or something and uh but yeah so i i mean it's just interesting did you so did you go back out like the next morning at all and try to see if you could find any um evidence of it being there like a footprint or a or something dead or or anything i i i do remember walking out there and I don't remember seeing anything but like I mean it was grass there wasn't it wasn't really um there wasn't really any mud like the area that it was in and like the, there's a fence really like that is at that tree line and so like I didn't want to go back into like the I didn't want to have to climb the fence and go back in there but like I mean even just walking up there my dog was still kind of skittish. I was terrified. And like, I kind of took, you know, I kind of looked around and I'm like, okay. Uh, and you know, we like walked back. Um, I just was like, I mean, and cause where it was at, like, you know, I can see like, it's close to the barn. So uh, like, I've got that to reference to it. And then um, there's, you know, a couple like small trees, like right in front of the barn. And I just, like, I, what I know is that it should not have been, there, like, nowhere near the size of what I was looking at. I feel that was a human. Yeah. You know, like, um, uh, and, and I only, like, I mean, it was just so, like, it, what was so weird is that the night, like, it was just so bright that night. Like, I just remember driving home from work, like, wow, it's so bright out tonight. Like the moon was like full and it was super bright. Um, well, anybody and, anybody that lives out in the country knows absolutely what you're saying. Like people live in town may not ever notice that, but when yeah. you live out when you live out in the country, and it's one of those nights where it is super bright and it feels like you could like read a book outside. You yeah. know, like it's a, even though it's not really that bright, but it feels that way sometimes. And yeah, because, I mean, it's normally, like, super dark. I mean, I would, you know, I'd have, like, a huge flashlight with me when I would take my dog out to walk him. Um, so, I wanted to ask, so, like you said a couple years earlier when um, your your child's father was there living with you and he was knocking on trees and stuff. Like, were you guys doing that? Just, like, messing around, thinking, seeing if there was a Bigfoot out there? or was No, that just... well, we went out there, like, mushroom hunting. Okay. And I don't even know what made him pick up, um, a, you know, a log and hit the tree. Like we hadn't really discussed dis- discussed it or anything. He just picked it up and like started knocking on the tree. And I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, oh, "I just wanted to try something," you know. And it like 
I mean, so he'd been wa- he'd been watching he'd been watching finding Bigfoot is what he'd been doing. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he looked at me and he was like, "Did you just hear that wood knocking?" And I was like, "Yeah, I heard talking? it, but I just you what know." What are you like, talking about? Right, and I still had. I'm like, "There's not big Bigfoot is not in Ohio." Like, I'm like there's no Bigfoot here. And so like, I just, you know, I kind of played it off and it just, yeah. So, okay. So that, so at the first time when you guys are doing that, you're, you're just dismissing it. And and so now you have this experience. Um, do you, did you start asking questions or did you tell anybody? Did you try to find out if there was some, history in the area of sightings not really i mean i i was like 21 22 like i was into bigfoot but i had like so much else going on in my life at the time like um i just wasn't really interested in that at the moment you know i'm sorry like i'm sorry megan that's not an excuse (laughs) (laughs) but like i mean like now you know i love big i love anything i can watch that's about bigfoot or any kind of like you know monsters or whatever um i'm like all into that but uh and i i my mom still lives like she so when we my husband now he i think me and him got together like about a year after that had happened and um he and moved in with that into that house with me and then we bought the house across the street from it when it came up for sale because my mom and dad wanted to move into my grandparents house the house that I was living in so um and then I lived there we lived there for another five years we just moved two years ago into our our new house and it's only like a minute away from our other house but um you know I had put up like the last year that we were there I had put up a trail cam and it never really, because um, it was after, well, like I told you earlier about that other coyote that I've seen when yeah. um, I let my dog, and at this point, my dog was going outside, like I had a, I had a remote collar on him, and so as long as he had that collar on, he wouldn't run off, like I didn't have to buzz him, all I had to do was hit the noise, and he would stop dead, whatever he was doing, and come right back, so you know, I didn't walk him on a leash anymore, and when I let him out, I could tell that there was, you know, something out there, because he was, like, in, like, defense mode, like, wanting to attack something, and I got him back in the house, and um, we, I heard some coyotes, well, I grabbed the flashlight, and when I shined it out there um, towards the tree line is when I saw the coyote, and it, like, was just staring at me, and it it slowly walked back to the tree line, um, like to its right, and stared at me the entire time it got to the tree line. And it, like when I walked back in, I told my husband, I said, there was a coyote out there that was just staring into my soul. It stared at me the entire time it walked back to that tree line. Why? Like I couldn't understand. Like usually they would just take off running when they would hear us or, you know, me shining a flashlight out there. But that coyote did not. It literally was like slowly walking back to the tree line and staring at me the entire time and and so this is the a different time though than the the big black one that you saw yes and i honestly i don't know what color this one was but it i'm you know like besides like that one that walked up on me and my dog 
and then and I wasn't really paying attention I was just walking him you know um trying to get him to go to the bathroom and then all of a sudden it was like I look over and there's this like gigantic coyote like you know kind of looking at my dog and moving around like I can't even really explain the like the way it was acting but like my dog started growling at it and you know I had to pull him away um but you know like I've heard you know coyotes will you know like try to like a female will come out and like try to lure a dog back to to the pack and so that's what I just assumed it was doing but then the next time when I saw that one it was I mean so that's when I started with the trail cam yeah, but they usually don't do that if, if there's a person out there. Right. Like any experience I've had with coyotes and seeing them, you know, from moving out the country, especially if they if if they are seen by somebody, they kind of put their head down and just kind of get out of there. Right. And the you other know? ones that were with it, it they did take off. And because hmm. sometimes we would hear them howling and I'm like, I would, you know, I'm like, good lord it sounds like there's like 20 of them out there which i know that you know they sound it when they're howling you know it sounds like there's more more than there actually are but i mean mm-hmm. and we would hear them all the time because we lived right next to a creek and then like i said the great miami river was you know i mean we could see it from our house um because our like our house was up on a huge hill and then you went down the hill and then it was like flat land to the um to the river but, you know, that creek that ran alongside my house, um, that's where, like, they had went to. And it just, I mean, I I was so uneasy. Like, I, the, I didn't have, like, the fear when that coyote was, like, staring at me, which I'm assuming that's what it was with a coyote. I don't, I mean, it, I can't really explain how it was just staring was, straight at me yeah, the end yeah. like it we did not break eye contact the entire time until it got to the woods that's yeah that's kind of that would be unnerving i could see how that'd be unnerving now um so i'm assuming then you told your husband about your experience then across the road yes so Which he, had, he kind of already knew like i had told him about like what had happened He's not really like he doesn't believe it. He doesn't not believe in Bigfoot, but he doesn't like he doesn't get into it like I do. Like he just, you know, he's kinda like, Yeah, yeah, Megan. And I'm like, Oh well, I don't really care whether <laughs> you believe me or not. I know what I saw. So whether anyone believes me, I really don't care because I mean it I, I know how I felt and what I saw that night and it nothing is ever gonna change my mind. Well, so have you, so, you know, I know you said, you know, you gave me the excuse that you were young and had other things happening. Right. But since then, have you, have you done some research about the area? And did you say anything to your mom and dad or anything? Because, Um, right, that was your, you said it was your grandparent, your grandma's house. So I'm assuming she must have lived there for a while. Yeah, she, her and my, her and my grandpa moved in before I was even born. And, um. I don't really remember, like, I do remember one night waking up and there was like a, it was a loud bang 
on their house. And, like, their house was built in the 30s, so, and it was a brick house. I mean, when they had a back door put in, the people that put the back door in told my grandma that the, that the house could probably withstand a tornado. It was built so, you know, good. Yeah, yeah, built um, so well, yeah. We, we hear this loud noise, and we go outside, and they're, like, it was like a cannonball. And I, we still have it over there. Um, and it was, like, laying right by, like, the um, the door. And my grandma was like, you know, we don't know if someone threw it at the house. Like, we have no idea where it came from. But it li- literally looks, I mean, it's a cannonball. Like, a small cannonball that you shoot out of a cannon. And it hit the and- house? Yes, it hit the house because it made a huge noise. And, you know, like, I mean, my grandpa came running out, my grandma, me and my brother. And um, I was probably like 10 at the time. My brother was probably 13 or 14. And there laid this cannonball, like, right next to the stairs to go into the house. And, you know, we don't, like, I'm like, is that what hit the house? Like, we, we don't know. But I don't know what else could have made that noise. Well, obviously, and, I would think your grandparents would know if there was a cannonball sitting there. Before. Right. So, <laughs> like, you know, I and I don't really know if my grandparents had any other, like, weird experiences out there. Um, the only thing, like, you know, I, I've talked to a couple people before about a lady had asked me. I used to take care of her, um, her mother at a nursing home. And when we realized that we both lived out here, she had asked me one day if I had ever uh, heard or seen the black, the big black cat. And like, I was like, like a kitty cat. And she's like, no, like a, like the size of a leopard cat. And I, that, and that's when I, I started telling her about that, you know, that coyote that walked up on me. And I'm like, I know it wasn't a cat, but you know, she had swore up and down that, you know, her and her daughter had seen it um, several times out there. And um, I don't. That's a weird, I mean, that's kind of weird that um, in the same area that you guys would see something big and black and. Right. Independent of one another and, and, and then share it with one another. And yeah. one thought it was a cat and one thought it was a, you thought it was a big coyote, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of crazy. Like, um, I hope you don't. I hope you don't have uh, family reunions and stuff out there, and everybody sleeps out in tents. You know, <laughs> no. This doesn't sound like a place. <laughs> this doesn't sound like a place. But, but so you've never come across like any other like reports out there of Bigfoot. I've never really like looked into it, and honestly, like up until like I. Like, I had only ever told, like, my mom and my husband and my dad about what had happened um, to me and my dog that night. And, like, my dad does not believe in Bigfoot whatsoever. But this man could, he'll be scrolling on Facebook and he'll see a a picture of a hundred-foot snake that you can tell was photoshopped. And he's like, oh, my God, look at this hundred-foot snake. And I'm like, Dad, seriously, you (laughs) believe that because it's on, on the Internet and you're seeing it, but you don't believe in Bigfoot. Oh, Bigfoot ain't real. And I, I tell him all the time that one day I'm going to make it my life goal. Uh, I don't care if Bigfoot takes him, kidnaps him, um, whatever. But I'm going to prove to him one day that Bigfoot is real. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty, 
it's pretty cold-blooded right? it is. <laughs> because we get into it so much and like i don't know if he just does it to aggravate me but like you know he believes in like aliens but he doesn't believe in bigfoot and i'm like we get into it all the time and i'm like i don't know how you don't believe in bigfoot dad like the native americans you know yeah they are was they, here um yeah. Yeah, you know, and, like, and, and, and you know he's and, like, well, we'd we'd know, you know, we they they would have captured one. No, they wouldn't. Uh, and the government is not. I don't, you know, I don't think the government would allow us to catch one. Um, uh, yeah, I think it can't for argue whatever with reason. Yeah. You know, uh, they it just it's not going to happen. Um, well, I it's mean, interesting. You know, it, look what happened during the pandemic. How like people like absolutely panicked and bought up every bit of toilet paper there was. Like that was the last thing on my mind was toilet paper when all that happened. But like you know the way people panic. Like, can you imagine if all of a sudden you know? Um, well, I don't. Well, that's the strange thing is is you know they came out and and kind of admitted that you know we had UFOs in our possession during the pandemic. And people mm-hmm. were panicked yep. more over the pandemic than the fact that they admitted we had UFOs. It was just kind of like an after, oh, really? You got UFOs? That's okay. I need, I, I might have COVID. You right. know what I'm they saying? were too worried about other things to like yeah. even care yeah. about that. Like, who cares and, about UFOs right now? I don't want COVID. And I think, and I think that's a natural human reaction is you, you're worried more about, okay, what's happening in my house today? Am I going to be able to pay the phone bill? Am I going to be able to make the car payment? Do, you know, does the yard need mowed? I got to have all that done because even if the aliens do come, I want my yard to look nice. I want to have something to cook for. I mean, it is because what does that mean if the aliens come? Or what does that mean if Bigfoot's in your, um, in the, uh, you know, national park four counties over? It doesn't really affect people on a day-to-day basis. And I, but I think that at some point, though, the government doesn't give the majority of the population enough credit that they're going to go on with their lives and, you know, and, and be able to deal with it, you know, if it's, uh, yeah. if that's the fact. And, and what's, and, and back to the, uh, the cannonball hitting the side of the house, you know, that's a typical Bigfoot um, behavior. That you hear all the time, you know, them throwing rocks, you know, and right. not not like little pebbles. They're throwing good sized, uh, good sized rocks at, at uh, people or towards things to get people's attention. And maybe they wanted to get somebody's attention, you know. Mm-hmm. But it is it is interesting. You, you know, you're there by the little Miami River, and you know that is also one of the one of the big. Um, thoughts is that you know these creatures use the rivers to travel that's like their highway where they can um, travel from one end of the state into another state into you know where i mean obviously they don't know they're in ohio versus you right. know kentucky yeah. or whatever they're just well but but that's a convenient way for them to travel and stay kind of out of sight and and sure okay i i'm traveling along the river and i'm hungry i'm going to come up and to a farm yard, you know, to a barnyard and uh, maybe grab something to eat or something or, you know, throw a cannonball to people in the house. Right. <laughs> just for fun, you know? I yeah. Mean, but uh, no, I think that's interesting. And I, I, I got to, I, I got to hand it to you. I mean, um, 
you're you're pretty brave out there, you know, with crazy coyotes and uh, possible Bigfoots running around. I mean, that's um, that's pretty that's pretty brave to. to yeah. Out well, there. Uh, let's just say after like I, you know, I I now carry like when I would take my dog out, I always like after you know the after those incidences, um, like I usually always have my gun on me. Um, you know, for my protection, I'm only five one, um, 130 pounds. So, you know, it wouldn't take much. And, and although like at some point, like my dog mate, like helped me feel safe. Cause I usually wasn't outside during dark when it was dark out, unless I was out there with my dog. And, yeah. um, you know, it, but I still would carry my gun just in case. And, you know, I mean, strangers, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if a pack of coyotes did come up on him, what you know at least I could fend them off something um so I will say that and you know I um so like in that creek bed that runs along my house or along that house um I would go out there and like dig for jars all the time Hmm. uh like mason jars um and there was I mean there's a million of them broken down Hmm. in the creek and I I've found whole ones um I've found all different kinds of jars, but that it get like I got the idea one day because I when I was sitting out there like digging, I get in my own world, but like there's so many times that I felt like I was being watched and there's no one out there. Like it's just me. Um, I know my neighbors, the behind us, um, the guy doesn't actually live in that house. He go like my dad knows him. He, you know, goes there. Like- Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like once a day, uh, and that's it. And, you know, he lives in, I think, Hunter or something. Um, so, actually, no one actually lives back there. But, like, I would just get the, get such a creep, like, a creepy, weird feeling that, like, and I, you know, I would, I would stop what I was doing and look up and, you know, look around to make sure that like no one was there. Um, but so then that's when I started with the trail cam and it, I know I was doing it right, but like, I would have, I would leave it out there for a couple days and like it, it would take pictures of me when I left, like after I got it, you know, positioned on the tree and then. I know it was running the whole time because I would have pictures of where, like, I would come up to it to take it down. But there would only be, like, so many photos. Like, um, out of, like, a three-day stretch, uh, I got, like, two pictures of a raccoon and a picture of a possum. And I had it set to, like, you know, sensitive, um, so it would take a picture of, like, anything. And at one point, I told my husband, I'm like, I know I put this trail camera facing this way. And it, like, when I went down out there to get it, it was not facing that way. Like, it was facing a total opposite direction. And, like, like the so, pictures, like, like somebody had they turned it. Yes. Like, the pictures, like, didn't make sense either. Like, one picture was of that way. And I'm, like, trying to explain to him, I'm like, look, this picture is, like, facing this tree. I know you can, like, in night vision you can still see the tree i'm like but this next picture that it takes is not the the tree is not in it and you know he's like oh it probably just slid down or something and i'm like no i i know i had it you know i know because tri- it was cause, not moving because trail cams they slide all over the place right nobody touches it right <laughs> so like you know and it just i never could get anything like not like there would just be blurry pictures and um, I I never even got like a coyote on there, and like we I would hear them out there at nighttime, and I'm like, oh yes, I know there's going to be a picture of at least a coyote on that trail cam. I'd go get it, and it would just be, you know, there'd be a couple good ones, and there'd be me coming and getting it, and me leaving, and it in between it was just I don't know, it was really strange. It was almost like it was turned off for, like, you know, after the first night. It's like it shut off for, you know, two or three days until I came back to get it. And then it magically came back on because it had pictures of me taking it down. That's that's kind of weird. I mean, that's just no yeah. other ex- that is kind of weird. But but that is kind of par for the core. I mean, I, you hear that all the time when you listen to people's accounts of having these creatures around is they don't you know they you can have trail cams up everywhere and you just don't catch anything you know and they get messed with like you said they get turned around or they get um knocked down or something so i i'll tell you i mean hey look you're trying i gotta hand it to you (laughs) you're trying you're trying but um so do you actively I mean, you're not. Are you, are you going out actively trying to to catch or find something, or, or are you just satisfied if you catch something in the area there, you'll you'll feel like you you had a big victory? Um, 
I don't know. I like, would I love to catch something or even see something again? Yes. No, I don't want to feel that feeling that I felt ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know. I don't know it. You know, I've heard people like say, you know, like they've, like when I've watched stuff about Bigfoot, you know, they've had that same like fear come over them. And then there's times where like, you know, and just like people, you know, there's bad people and there's good people. Um, I think it's kind of like the same with Bigfoots. Like I think, you know, I'm sure some of them are, you know, um, not aggressive and not, you know, trying to cause harm. And then there's, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some rogue ones or younger ones that are, are, you know, they're um, aggressive. They, I don't, you know, it's. Well, I, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, if, if, if what, you know, some of the prevailing theory is, is that there's, they're more man-like than they are animal. Mm-hmm. then they would be like man where you run the gamut of you know there's nice people there's terrible people there's in between people you know it just that's just the way it is you know you're going to get the good you're going to get the good and the bad when it comes to being part man you know right and i mean animals are like that too you know uh yeah you'd have a crazy dog and you'd have a you know well calm chill dog um well let me tell you something on the mail route they're all crazy dogs um so okay so i want to i i want to i mean look we we're moving right along here I, i'm looking at the time i'm like holy smokes we we really uh we we really uh this is a good conversation about uh one woman's um um confrontation with uh with bigfoot out there yeah. i mean i love it i love it um but i do want to i, I want to share with everybody a couple of other stories that you shared with me that have nothing well depending on what camp you're in that have nothing to do with bigfoot or they have everything to do with bigfoot and i think before and before i have you tell them well so where you're at is pretty close to dayton ohio right yes. i mean you're and uh, for everybody who, you know, is into the paranormal, they know that outside of Dayton, Ohio, is Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is known in, in, the, in the UFO circles as probably, most likely, the first place that the Roswell crash was taken to. It's what many believe. You know, it was taken and, mm-hmm. and stored in the hangar. And over the years, there were other crafts and, and maybe recovered aliens. So so this area that you're in, um, you know, I've had other guests that have had UFO experiences and strange craft experiences. And, uh, and, and you just, you know, you don't know, okay, is it something, is it really something extraterrestrial? Is it something from the Air Force Base? Um that they're testing or whatever. So I want to, I want you to share the one experience that you had where you saw the small craft and just see if we have anybody out there in the listening audience from the area that, that maybe had, had a similar experience. 
so this happened in Monroe, Ohio, and um, it was probably 2005, 2006. Um, I graduated in 2007, and me and my daughter's um, father got together, I think, when, when I was a sophomore. So it had to have been like my sophomore or junior year. We were driving down a road, and it was real curvy, and there was like some factories, and then there was after the factories it was like houses lined on both sides of the street but on behind both houses it's like nothing but like fields and trees so me and him are driving and all of a sudden we both kind of look up and i'm like what is that and he you know like we we both have acknowledged that we both see this and it's like kind of hovering over a house and so like you know i'm and the speed limit, I think on that road's only like 35, 40 maybe. So, you know, I'm, I've already slowed down quite a bit. And, like, it looked like a dr- like a really big drone. But at the time, I mean, I had, didn't even know what a drone was. I still had a flip phone. Um, it, you know, and it never dawned on me to take my phone out and take pictures, which I don't know what kind of pictures I would have gotten anyways with that flip phone. But so I'm looking at him and I'm, you know, I'm, not stopped but I've slowed down quite a bit and we're getting like closer to it and it's still like hovering there well you know I kind of go I get even further uh towards it and all of a sudden it just like it like zigzagged and it like slowly started to go and because it was almost like it had realized that like we had seen it like we were staring at it like what what is this thing flying over this house and, but then when it, you know, it started to move back and then all of a sudden it zigzagged and it just took off. Like, I've never seen anything fly so fast. And the movement that it did, I mean, you'd have to be like a professional drone flyer to like even do the moves that it had done. And then it, and it was just gone. And we both looked at each other and I was like, oh my god was that a ufo and he's like i i think so you know we both were like shooken up about it and i'm like we just saw a ufo like and like you know and it was like we didn't get any pictures of it like it just it happened and like and then it was gone and so i want to so i just want to say but you're you keep referring to it as a drone now because right. that's the closest thing you can relate it to. Back then, you didn't even know what a drone was. Right, no. Yeah, because I, I don't think, and I think I looked it up just to kind of have a frame of reference. I mean, it was only that, the 2005-2006 time frame, where people actually started getting commercial drones that they could fly and getting licenses for them. So... I mean, is there a possibility that somebody had a had a had one of the first drones and you just had to see see it? Uh, I mean, okay, outside of Dayton, Ohio, it was a circular, like it was circular. Um, It wasn't like gigantic, but like you know, I I say drone because like it was small. It wasn't like as small as a drone, but like it wasn't like some big you know big ass spaceship. But it wasn't as big it, as an airplane. It was, right. It it, I mean, it was probably as yeah. big as my Saturn that I was driving. I had like a little white four-door Saturn. Okay. Um, so that it was like, possible it could have had 
it could have had people or it could have had somebody in it flying it. it right. I mean, because you're sitting in a Saturn drive and, uh, well, well, let's be honest, a Saturn really drove you. You didn't drive. Right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but so it was, so it was, so it's, it wasn't like a little like a this this little plate sized or pizza box sized thing out there with a it was it was much bigger it was it was at least big right. enough to get your attention okay yeah and, and then when you say it flew away now did it fly up in the sky did it fly just away from you and disappear or how well, did it once we had came to a stop it kind of like had started to move back away from the house like um on the same like you know it didn't get higher or lower it was just moving like back and like towards um, the fields like yes like behind okay yeah and like away from us and you know he's telling me to you know go f like go forward um so we can try to get closer and because we knew some people that lived on that street. So, you know, it wasn't, we were somewhat concerned that, like, from that. But, you know, and we had asked them, but no one had seen anything. I mean, I don't even remember seeing another car on that road when it had happened. Um, and it, who knows? You know, someone could have seen something, but at the time didn't, no one wants to sound crazy. Oh, yeah, I saw that thing flying around out there, you know. Um but it so it moved back and then all of a sudden like as i inched further it was like from like it you know it moved back and then it just zigzagged and took off in like a straight up like not straight up but like i can't even like i don't know it was just gone like you maybe in a, I mean? like, like not straight up but maybe like an angle away from yes. there or something but okay. the zigzag that it did and how fast it did it i mean it was like holy shit, like, we had never seen anything move like that, you know what I mean, and, it, and I, and I think I asked you, did you see any lights on it, or it was just, well, it wasn't dark out all the way, like, I mean, it was still, you know, the sun was still in the, in the sky, it was setting, but, so, like, even if it did have lights on it, I, I don't know if we would have been able to see him, or been able to tell, because, like, the sun was, like, beating, you know what I mean, like, mm -hmm. It was, there wasn't really any darkness. I mean, it was, yeah, so. I just, I find it so interesting because, like, the first time you, you told me this story, I immediately was like, this thing reacted to the fact that you guys saw it. I mean, that's immediately what came to, came to me, is that it knew you saw it, and it was like, oh, crap, I got to get out of here. Yeah. And. And that's just, that's what freaks me out. Because, like, if you were, you know, a drone back then, would that, if, if it was actually a drone, and it doesn't sound like it was, because it, I'd never seen a drone that big, just that somebody would be flying around, you know? Right. I mean, that's like a drone size that would be bombing an unknown target in the, or, you know, unknown to us target in the Middle East. You know right, yeah. Like a military grade drone. And why would that be flying over, you know, hovering over somebody's house? Um, but uh, it's just like, how would a drone back then that somebody was just messing around with even know that you guys were paying attention to it? Right. You know, yeah. that'd be and that'd be pretty presumptuous of of it just to uh, to think that, you know. 
And the way, like, it, you know, it took off, like, it would have been way out of power, juice, like, it wouldn't have made it nowhere near as far, I mean, like, as far as we've seen it go, you know, like, and it, I say drone because, like, you know, when, like, my kids have them, and, you know, we'll take them outside and play with them, and, like, they just hover, Mm -hmm. because we don't really know how to fly them, so they just, you know, kind of sit up in the air, so, like, you know, that's what it reminded me of, and I, I'd had people before, like, are you sure it wasn't a drone, and I'm like, no, drones weren't any, like, that, they weren't, I'd never seen one before back then, and, yeah, it, it, it was similar to how it was hovering, but it was like way, way, way bigger than um, any drone I've ever seen. And it, when it took off, it was, I mean, and they didn't, there was, I do remember this, there was no, I don't remember ever hearing any noise. Like it wasn't, there was no, um, no sound. No fan, no, like, right, like yeah. no engine coming from it. Um, and usually you can hear a, dr- a drone, you can hear the the whirl of the uh, propellers and stuff. Right. You know? And I'm sure the technology has gotten a lot better on the on the ones that people use now than they were back then. So, you know, right, if you're yeah. hearing it now. So, I, I look, I, like I said, I mean, you're so close to uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. I mean, could that have been something the government was testing? Could it have been an actual UFO that had been recovered and they were testing that out, you know, to see if they could fly it? Or was it a, another, you know, some aliens looking for a ship that might have been at Wright Pattern? Who knows? There's so many, right. so many different things. But that's, that's, that's crazy. Um, but so the, so the last thing I, and I wouldn't, let you go into any detail because I wanted to, but kind of tell. So tell us what you. The started last part with, that's the best. The last part that's the best <laughs> that um, is tied. That is directly tied into Wright Patterson. Okay, so um, I was still with my daughter's um, father, and um, let's see. Um, it had to have been after I graduated high school because, you know, his grand, like, I was really close with his grandparents. Um, we'd go over there all the time and like his, I mean, his grandma kind of always had dementia and she would kind of talk out of her head here and there, but for the most part, she, you know, you could hold a conversation with her. It was just like here and there. Well, after I graduated high school, um, she got really sick and she was like, I want to say when this happened, she, I think, passed away like a couple weeks after. But, you know, she was a nurse and she worked at Wright Pat. And and I knew that she was a nurse and she had worked there. But, you know, she never really had talked about it. Um, So... During her, like, when she got really sick, she, the dementia really took over. So, and, you know, with dementia, they, people are, they're, it's like they went back in time. And they don't really have any, you know, um, they can't remember what happened, you know, 10 minutes ago. But it's like they're living 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and the things that she was saying, it was like we were in another time zone. But 
she started talking about when she worked at Wright Pat and there was a doctor there that um, she like, you know, she was smitten for and he was smitten for her. And th- this is how she actually got down to the underneath Wright Pat. Um, he, the the doctor that she was, you know, close to, he's the one who who took her down there because I'm assuming he he had like that was his area that he worked in. She was just kind of like a regular nurse there. Well, he she started telling us about how, when he took her down there and to see the aliens, and you know, and I mean, as she's like, you know, she's telling us about it, and I'm like full into this, like trying to ask her questions, and everyone else is just, you know, like she's got dementia, like like okay, but she she's like in another time zone right now like she's reliving this moment that happened and she's telling us word by word exactly what had happened and you know she was just like was just kept saying about um that they you know they had aliens down there and he took her down there to show them to her and you know everything is true and just it you know i could i could only get so much out of her um, but it was just like, oh my, you know, it, <laughs> because, you know, she never could ever t- talk about that ever. And, but, you know, she's got dementia and it yeah, doesn't matter whether she wants she, to or not. She is yeah. just telling the world everything. And, you know, um, it, I mean, she was someone with dementia I've never like talked to someone so serious before in my life when she was telling me about these aliens um under right pat and you know the everything that she saw down there and everything that you know we hear about is you know it's true and um it's it's all under right pat so so did did she um did she say whether they were alive or whether they were dead or anything? She did like they, she, I remember her saying that they were in like a, in a container thing. Okay. You know what I mean? And I don't, mm-hmm. she didn't really say whether, I don't even know if I asked her whether they were alive or not. Um, it, I don't know, but I just like, they were in like some, like they were in a container and like liquid and kind of just like you know like you see it in the movies more or less um it yeah and i and i i need i should have i should have called her dad and i like and talked to him about it because he was there with me and he probably remembers stuff that i don't remember you know but um and most of the family just kind of you know they they just thought she was just you know but no, oh, but none of them, them had, had, but none of them had ever heard any of this stuff before. No, no, like she had never once talked about um, any of that. And did they did they know she had the hots for a doctor? Yes. Oh, yes, they did because know. she oh. like she met his okay. um she met his grandpa not long after like all that had happened, and mm-hmm. the I know his grandpa didn't like when she talked about that doctor. Because sometimes she would talk about him. She just, like, you know, with, with her dementia, she would, like, tell you the same stuff over and over. And, like, mm-hmm. she would start talking about that doctor. But there was that one day that she let loose and started, you know, um, just, you know, let 
he wanted to show her something and he took her down down under right pat and um and that's when you know he showed her an alien and that everything that we think we you know we don't know is true or not is true and i don't know how you know i mean she she went into like enough detail but who knows what you know i mean like i would have loved to have known what she like everything she actually saw look i think that's uh, look i i think it's awesome i think it's terrible you know that she had dementia and you know and that's the way uh some people go but i mean you knew what was happening like you know what i'm saying you, you yeah. in the moment yeah. you're like no wait a second this isn't you know because that's not your normal that's that's not your normal like uh well i remember uh or or that somebody like uh didn't clean the room or they wrecked their bicycle or you know 50 years ago i mean that's right and when you know i've been in i'm an i'm a nurse aide and like i um i for the most part like i work in the dementia unit and like i always like i loved that the that unit because you know um I just loved like the elderly. I love the elderly and I love the ones that have no idea what's going on. Um, Cause it was like, you know, something new every single day when I went to work, uh, it was never the same. You didn't know what you were going to be walking into. And, you know, and I mean, I had been, there's so many times where, you know, I'd, I'd, you know, go into a resident's room and, you know, that she would call me her daughter and be like, uh tell me I was coming home you know you coming home late drinking and you know I had heard so many stories and that's when I think like you know they're like living in another like time frame like right now what's going on Mm -hmm. they is is not their reality like wonder what they actually see because what like you know when they would talk about things it's like okay that that's not there we're not in your, you know, we're not in your house. We, we, you know, we're at the nursing home. Um, I don't know what you're seeing, but that's it. And it's, it's crazy sometimes. Like, I mean, I've had so many conversations with people with dementia and just, you know, and there's a difference when they start talking and telling you stuff or between like, you know, their normal rambling on and um, that kind of stuff, you know, it, Oh yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I th- yeah, I think everybody I think everybody listening understands what you're saying. I mean, there's a big difference between somebody going on about uh, an average mundane day that happened 50 years ago, and then an event that happened that only they would know the detail. Like I can't imagine. I don't think somebody with dementia is actually is making something up. You know what I'm saying? I think right, everything yeah, they're talking not. about like, is yeah, it's yeah, all that, true. It's all happened. It's all happened. It's just didn't have. It's not happening now, where right. they believe it is, and um, you know that at least that part of the dementia, you know, where mm-hmm. um, you know. So, I, hey, look that. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. You know, not the dementia part. Right. Oh yeah. No. When she like, I'm like, I, and it's like, oh my god, I wish I would have asked her. Like, I, you know, I never thought to ask her about Mm -hmm. about that before. But you know, because she'd had, like, she'd, you know, had dementia for a while. But 
it just it was like on and off and then when she got sick that's when the dementia like really kind of you know came to but it's like I'm like oh my gosh I should have you know during one of her dementia episodes I should have asked her more about you know the these aliens yeah absolutely and that's and that's the the heartbreaking thing is that if you ask her directly about them she might not know anything but in that moment that's where she was living you know oh yeah it was like she was reliving it and telling me you know it's like and that's how they are they it's almost like they're back and they are reliving a memory and but that's actually what's happening in their mind and like you know and they know every single detail because it's like they're right back to that to that moment well that's that that is fascinating i mean that that's like a that's like a gift right there is to get to hear that uh firsthand from somebody that was there and um and she, you're right probably all that is stuff that she could not talk about for ever the doctor right because i mean the, you know and she yeah. wasn't even supposed to be down there to begin with um yeah. it was just you know he was trying he He's trying to he was trying to impress her let's just yeah honest, pretty much you know? yeah um <laughs> yep and you know what i mean she worked there she was a nurse so it wasn't like he just brought some civilian onto base uh but you know and i think you know she probably knew what was at risk if she was to ever tell anyone yeah i'm sure and you know and um yeah it it was, I mean, it blew me off the, like, out of the water that day when she brought that up. And I'm like, holy shit, that's not what I was expecting to come out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, I will tell you right now, I am thanking you from the bottom of my heart that you shared that with us. Because I, I think that's, I think that's priceless. <laughs> I think that's priceless. Yeah. I love that. I love that little tidbit there. So, I, uh. I do. I appreciate you uh, feeling like you can share that because that's a, that's pretty personal stuff, you know, with somebody who, you know, is sharing a secret that they probably didn't even, you know, they didn't even realize they were sharing. So, right. Um, I definitely appreciate that. So, uh, you, you know what, Megan, this is time has flown by and I will tell you one thing. I am glad you listened to me uh, tell you to send me an email because this has turned out to be a great, uh, great episode here and uh, all this crazy stuff going on in Ohio. And it's just one more reason to stay away from Dayton. Just <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I sincerely, I think, I, I thank you for reaching out and I thank you for uh, agreeing to come on and, and share this stuff because uh, this is great. I, I know people yeah. will, uh, I know people will appreciate uh, uh, you sharing. Well, I thank you for well getting back to me so quickly with that email. You know, I I really didn't. I'm like, ah, he's probably got so many emails it'll be days before he even sees this. And <laughs> then I, I, you had gotten back to me. I'm like, wow, okay. And you know, um, and it, it, I think it's because I went so long without telling anyone, you know. But now I'm to the point where that I didn't I didn't want people to think I was crazy. But now it's to the point that I really don't care. And you know, you can take it how you take it. Um, but it, you know, you weren't like they weren't, you know, people, you weren't there to, to know what I saw and to feel like what, you know, the fear that I felt. And, 
Um, and I just, you know, uh, someone like someone has to know. I, I can't keep it like bottled up inside anymore. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you decided it was time to share because uh, I appreciate it. You know, this is what, and this is what we. This is why we do the podcast. You know, the the other guys that do it with me, they say it all the time. They, you know, um, the more people that come out and share stories, then it should make other people comfortable to uh, to share their stories, and then that's the only way we're going to really get answers and stuff. You know, like. Did we get an answer about what was flying above that house that you guys saw? No, but maybe by sharing that story, somebody else from Ohio in that time period, they might have an answer, you know, or maybe we'll hear from somebody that, that did work out right. Patterson Air Force Base is like, well, look, the cat's out of the bag. Here's the story, you know, <laughs> who, who knows? I mean, but that's it's amazing, like the domino effect. Uh, when yeah. one person when one person shares so and I'm really I, hoping to have someone like in this area of have like a Bigfoot experience too and you know that's that's what I'm really hoping for but oh I think there's probably a lot I think there's probably a lot more than what you uh than what you suspect um I'll have to uh I'll have to ask some of the people I know that that to get some other eyewitness reports and see what they've got from that area. But I'll bet there's way more than, than what you, uh, you're, you're not the only one that's had one. I'll just tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 and I hope that it was a Bigfoot and not a dog man, because that's a whole uh, other. Well, you know, I know I started thinking about that today after you said that. And I'm like, oh, I told my mom, I'm like, well, you know, he mentioned dog man, mom, what if it was dog man and it wasn't Bigfoot? And that's why I was so terrified. Like, and she's like, oh, my God, I hope not. And, you know, she believes in all of that stuff with me. So, um, but, yeah, that I'm going to have to get mm-hmm. online and do a bunch of research now. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Because I know I think you're going to I think you're going to find some answers. That's what I think. I think I think you're determined enough that you're uh, that you're going to find something out. So just yeah. be careful. Oh, I think I'm, I'm going out to that <laughs> creek uh, at my old house tomorrow and putting that trail cam back out and going to uh, search for um, footprints or anything I can find. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, Megan, good. Hey, good luck. And if you find anything, you know, let us know. I'd love to I'd love to see what kind of evidence you dig up. So. So, and okay. if I hear, if I hear from anybody, anybody out there listening, it's got some stuff to add to, uh, making stories from that neck of the woods, um, get a hold of me and, uh, I'll connect, you know, I'll connect, connect you with her and, uh, we could share some stories, you know, maybe help, help get you some answers. So, yeah. so, well, I appreciate it, Megan, and we'll stay in touch and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 